0: reading for this evening from John's Gospel, continuing with John chapter 12 at verse 23. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? for they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. And so John writes, Though Jesus had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him. So that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, Lord, who has believed what he heard from us? From almost the very beginning of John's gospel, Everyone's been concerned with signs. In John chapter 2, right at the cleansing of the temple, which John puts at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, as Jesus takes up that whip and cleans out all of the money changers who had occupied the court of the Gentiles, the only part of the temple where non-Jewish people could come to worship God, the Jews were asking him, What sign do you show us for doing these things? And then in John chapter 6, verse 30, after Jesus has changed the bread and the fish enough to feed 5,000 people, plus women and children, and walked on water and still the storms, again they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? After the course of all of John's gospel, after the curing of the blind man, after the healing of the paralyzed man, after the raising of Lazarus from the dead, now we finally come to the point of saying, This man does too many signs. And with so many signs, they still did not believe him. Yesterday, or on Sunday, two days ago, we talked about how the raising of Lazarus only seemed to divide people more. Every time we think, well, if only God would come into the world and and walk through the emergency wards and, and the ICU units and say, You don't have COVID-19, and you don't have COVID-19, and sends everybody home. Then, in that moment, everybody would believe in God. Once more, the churches would be filled. Everybody would rally to Christ. And yet, the raising of Lazarus demonstrates that that is not how the signs work. It's never enough. There are never enough signs. And in fact, the signs can often be a reason for rejecting God, not believing in him. Signs cannot save. This is what Paul is trying to get at in our reading from 1 Corinthians. The Jews seek signs, but what good did they do? Now, of course, the church finds itself among the Goyim, the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, the atheists and agnostics and Hindus and everybody who is of a non-Christian persuasion. These are the people looking not for signs, but for wisdom. They're looking for that smart way of approaching the world. The problem with wisdom is it's never well received unless the heart is ready first to receive it. That's why my wife's absolute favorite, or my favorite coffee mug that she has is the one that has the little oink oink on the side and it says, don't try and teach a pig to sing. It wastes your time and it annoys the pig. The point of that being that we bring the wisdom of Christ to the world. We may not have the signs, but we are able to take the signs that he did 2,000 years ago and proclaim them, and not only that, but share the wisdom that comes from Genesis 1-1 all the way through the end of Revelation, many passages of which we will hear at the Easter Vigil. But these aren't enough either. And so if it's not by signs that people are saved, and it's not by wisdom and eloquence that people are saved, then what will bring people back to relationship with God and with each other? Well, you already know the answer. The answer is Christ. We preach Christ crucified, stumbling block to Jews, foolishness to Gentiles, but to those of us who are being saved, the power of God. As a Christian, you then are relieved of the burden of having to perform great signs and miracles and wonders before people that they might have faith. You're equally relieved of the burden of having to go and have all of the eloquence and wisdom of a great 12th or 13th century Francis of Assisi or Saint Dominic, or the abilities of a great apologist to be able to convince people of the reasonableness of the Christian faith. Our calling is simply to go to people and proclaim the one who is the light of the world proclaim the one who was lifted up on a cross that he might draw all people to himself in the name of Jesus Christ amen